What is chronic dissatisfaction and how in the world can you get rid of it? We are going to dive into this today and it's a good one. Welcome to the Thought Vault, where we learn to unlock our minds to live with more purpose and bold intention. I'm your host, Emily Vermillion. Take a deep breath and let's get started. Welcome back to the show, everyone. We are talking about chronic dissatisfaction. This is basically talking about our ability to delay gratification and exercise self-restraint when we totally live in a world that's constantly encouraging us to have the instant gratification and fulfilling our desires without any type of delay. In our world, we are often exposed to various stimuli that prompt us to prioritize our immediate wants and needs over long-term goals or the well-being of ourselves in the long run or those around us. We live in the age of consumerism, basically in a time in society where all we are worried about is what we have, what we don't have, and how we can get more of what we need or what we think we need. It's just a time when we are the commodities. I don't know if you guys have ever taken any marketing classes or heard any marketing lingo, but in our world now, because of social media and the way internet has changed the way that we live our lives, we are the commodities, the people. Instead of the object being the commodity, it's switched around to where we are the commodity. We are constantly being sold to. This is why you can have a conversation with a friend and the next thing you know when you pull up your phone, you're getting an ad for that same thing you were talking to them about. They have eyes and ears everywhere and we are always being sold to. We are always being subconsciously groomed, if you will, to want something or need something. And usually it's not even something we've ever been interested in before. It's just something that the algorithms know we quote unquote need. And this has instilled in us this need for this constant gratification or not having the sense of needing to wait for something or having that delayed sense of gratification. And so the ability to delay gratification is very important because it helps us exercise self-control and impulse management, which so many of us have like eroded away just from our typical habits. They say now because of, again, social media and internet, our attention span is almost down to a goldfish, which is three seconds. So if something doesn't captivate us within three seconds, we are on to the next thing. That is astonishing. So when we talk about delaying delaying gratification, it really means resisting those immediate temptations or desires in favor of a greater reward or goal that can be achieved in the future. The ability to exercise this is so critical, especially now knowing what our society is like for achieving success in so many different areas of life, life, such as like our personal relationships, our education goals, career advancement, financial stability, just overall well-being in general. If we can really understand how to manage our impulses and have this type of self-control, we are able to delay the gratification so that we can achieve things in higher measure in our life versus just trying to get a quick fix. Our modern society is bombarding us with all these messages and advertisements and technologies to emphasize instant gratification and the fulfillment of any whim that we might have. So from fast food, to online shopping, just streaming devices, like you instantly want to watch a show, sure, go watch it. You can watch 10 of them in a row if you want. We're constantly exposed to all the stimulus, stimuli, and that is promoting this immediate 
level of indulgence in our life. This constant priming and prompting to prioritize instant gratification really undermines our ability to delay gratification and exhibit self-restraint. So we come become so much more impulsive and we're seeking immediate satisfaction rather than considering potential consequences or long-term benefits of our actions. And this is what makes us have poor decision-making and the lack of discipline, which creates difficulties in achieving those important things that we want to achieve and maintaining healthy habits. And so our mind is constantly swinging between denial and diffusion. Like on one hand, we can bury our desire under just denying it or impulsively act on our desire whenever and however we want to the point that it reaches a state of diffusion. So we've like settled that itch, you know, or we scratch that itch, so to speak. So we can't nullify our desires, but we can regulate them. This is where we see a lot of people living in chronic dissatisfaction because it's like you get that dopamine hit and it quickly dissipates. If our attention span is only three seconds, well, what happens when we go and buy that thing? Yeah, it makes us happy for three seconds. (laughs) So people are living in this chronic dissatisfaction because this starts to permeate all different areas of our life. It's not just the material thing of buying something, but it also impacts the way we we relate to people in our lives. It impacts our relationships, just like getting tired of something. You know, divorce rate is super high. People are quick to think that things would be easier or better if they just made a change in that area. And the the importance of sticking things out and being loyal or any of that just it has a different ill to it in this day and time so like people aren't so much worried about that it's just more about self gratification and when you listen to these gurus and all these experts talk about you know living your best life it always comes down to the self like we're the root of everything we could ever have it's just deep within us and we just have to manifest it and it's just a lie straight from satan because we don't create anything god is the ultimate creator. And when we are living in this society where instant gratification and not regulating our impulses, we just end up getting into these nasty habits of just consuming, 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 and not taking the time to create or pour into or give out anything that we should be. So we just become hyper consumers. And this just impacts us so negatively. And people just walk around feeling very malaise about their life. Where Where is this coming from? What What is the root? of desire. So we have a desire, we like scratch that itch quickly, get that instant gratification. So let's dive into like, what is desire? I'm reading this really amazing book and I want to share this with you. Uh, This is why I wanted to talk about this today because hearing people talk and have this like sense of chronic dissatisfaction, people people are more depressed than ever. There's more people on uh, mental health medication than ever before. People are just not generally happy. Like when you look at the statistics, people are just not happy about their life. And that comes into play with this chronic dissatisfaction and it ties into all the things we're talking about today. So when we talk about the root of desire. Kurt Thompson is a doctor. He wrote a book called The Soul of Desire. It's a very interesting book. I'm not all the way through with it, but I read the first part and I just want to share some of takeaways from it. So the root of desire for everyone created in God's likeness is to be known. This we know from scripture. On our heart, each one of us, we want to be known. We want to have a purpose. We have a moral code 
code written on our heart and it causes us to yearn and we are all yearning and we all want to have a sense of purpose and the way that translates is to be known. And ultimately, the only satisfaction of that is Christ. This yearning to be known, this yearning for purpose, this desire in our heart is motivating so many of our actions, but they it gets displaced when we are very much inundated with just the way of the world, basically, and not really being intentional about our faith life, intentional about just our normal daily habits. And we just get into this vicious cycle of living more like those in the world rather than those set apart in Christ. So from his book, he writes, and I'm quoting him here, he writes, the biblical narrative bears witness to the reality of this unquenchable desire from the slave of Hagar who tells the Lord, you are the God who sees me, Genesis 16, 13, to the prophet Jeremiah, of whom God says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, Jeremiah 1, 5, to the apostle Paul, who states that believers know God, or rather are known by God. That's in Galatians 4, 9. We long to be seen, heard, and felt by one whom we sense desires to see us, hear us, and feel what we feel. I love what he says here because over and over and over again, we see in in God's word, people who are calling out to God, who is aware of God's presence in their life, who know that God knows them and knows who they are and why God has called them or they're trying to, they're on the journey of figuring it out, but they are longing for God and God is responding to them. We have this sense of desire because God desires that from us, right? He desires to have this relationship. Relationships take two. When we feel like we are desired, then we are desiring of the same thing. So he goes on to say, Dr. Thompson, he says that we seem to have a fathomless depth of wanting suggests that our longing indeed will be fulfilled only in a relationship of comparable infinite depth insert Jesus. So we have this innate yearning and longing for purpose to be known, to be seen, to be understood. And ultimately that the most fulfillment we can have here is through our relationship with God. So many of us are displacing our desire to be known on the people in our lives. I've mentioned this in previous episodes. Um, I've talked about it at great length with coaching clients. And that's one of the great mistakes in relationships is the placement of responsibility on another fallible human to be our respite, to be this void, to feel this void that our heart is longing for. We place it on another fallible person who is not perfect. So it causes us to have these great expectations with these low, low results, because no one can measure up to that. And this causes a lot of strife. We often place our husband and our friends and our family in the place of God in our heart, expecting humans to fulfill this longing in our heart that can only possibly be filled by God. Today, we see the fruit of living hedonistically. It's this mindset that everyone has the right to live how they want under the lie that it doesn't harm or impact anyone else. And that's just not true. You know, the value of life is precious and so much is trampled in the wake of elevating the individuals need to be known. Where the wills have come off is answering the question of need to be known by who. So that's where the wills start to come off. It's like, who do we need to be known by? When we can wrap our head around that, that it's God, ultimately, we can rest in knowing that God sustains us 
in all circumstance. He is the great healer. Finding success, having purpose, and feeling known can be most accomplished in our relationship with God. We often are chasing the desires of our flesh, the expectations that we've built for ourselves rooted in the influence of what others around us have and what society has groomed us to believe should matter to us. But that's not truth. And that's why people are walking around in chronic dissatisfaction because we are trying to live out a life that doesn't fit who we are. Our ultimate heart calling, like the ultimate thing that our heart needs is Christ. It's not going to be fulfilled by another person. It's not going to be be fulfilled by an an inanimate object. It's not going to be be fulfilled by a title that is placed on placed on us here on earth. The greatest title we can bear is child of God and nothing else is going to give us the satisfaction outside of that. Like nothing else is going to measure up to what our relationship with God gives us and provides to our heart, provides to this innate longing that we all have, this gaping hole in our heart to be known and to be seen and to be loved and cared for. We are trying to replace that yearning with things that we see around us, with the ideal of somebody's life, thinking that we should have that too, or that they're so happy. And if they're happy, they have that. So that's what I need. We are searching in all the wrong places. And it's creating a society that's built up on self-righteousness. And time and time again, self our flesh is going to let us down. We have to start putting our intention on knowing God and his word and his truth. Dr. Thompson also talks about further on defining desire, and he calls them the four S's. Four S's are seen, soothed, safe, and secure. Our desires are typically attempting to suffice one of those four S's, being seen, being soothed, being felt, being safe, feeling safe, and then feeling secure. Our emotions motivate our actions to seek out one of these, which leads us to fall away from God's will and into our own righteousness. We're trying to be seen and be soothed and to feel safe and secure in money, in objects, in relationships, in any other bad habit thing that we binge watching TV that's soothing us instead of dealing with our life. There's so many vices that our world offers to us. When we are talking about this, I really do want to encourage you to go listen to last episode before this, the previous episode about complex emotion and controlling our emotions from a biblical perspective, because this is where it all comes full circle. If we can learn to better manage our emotions, we are able to create more intentional actions that are more aligned with God's will. His presence is more profound in our daily thoughts and interactions, and we find ourselves desiring the things that God desires when we are focused on this, bringing us contentment and a sense of purpose that every person innately desires is fulfilled when we are basically desiring the same things that God is desiring. The core of being seen, soothed, safe, and secure lies in Christ. When we desire the same things God desires, we're able to boldly live out our faith. The security we have in being known by God suffices the void of not having a certain type of success the world has claimed as significant. And it 
will bring us to a mindset that's focused on other things altogether. So things that like we are worried about day to day right now can be completely transformed and completely turned around when we are when we are pursuing God's desires. So when we are rightly focusing and positioning our heart to be like God and to be in communion communion with the Lord, our whole paradigm shifts. Things that we think about is altogether different. And so the the worries that we're having right now, the feeling inferior, the not measuring up, the feeling less than, the feeling downtrodden over, just blasé, it just absolutely does a 360. When we are living out our day with a mindset that is likened to the things that Christ values, we can see our world differently. And it's like when we go outside with our kids and there's no other distraction and we can just really see their sweet joy as they play in the sun. We noticed how they we like notice how they run, how they play with each other. We're just in this moment of profound peace and contentment, seeing the miracle of life that is our child. It's like you see their their hair differently and you're looking at their little eyelashes. It's like when we have those moments of stillness, we can truly appreciate our child and appreciate the moment that we're in in life. When we are in a moment of profound peace and contentment, we just have an overwhelming sense of satisfaction. Like when we go to travel to a destination that just takes our breath away. I remember my husband and I traveled some years ago to Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and we you know, drove out to the Great Tetons. And it is absolutely breathtaking. It brought tears immediately to my eyes because when you see things like that, sometimes the, the weight of it, expanse of it just makes you literally think like, how can God not be real, right? It's just an amazing moment of seeing his miraculous creation. And when we are desiring the same things that God desires, when we are valuing what God values, we see our world around us differently. Every single day is a moment to worship God. Every single day is a moment to be present and have this sense of awareness that keeps us focused in a way that's energizing and exhilarating, joyful, because we are happy to be there. We're happy to be in the moment. We're happy to feel that peace and communion with God, to feel that sense of being known, of being heard, of being loved, of being purposeful in our existence. It's just wonderful. Living with a sense of this acute awareness and appreciation is a true gift and is the best way to to live out each day when we are living in a time that's never promised. Before our kids, I was involved in our Haiti mission through our church. We have a sister church in Haiti. And before now we have a sister church, but I was a part of the team that was helping get that set up and getting different ministries established. And I went several times to Haiti. And there are so many stories that I could share from all those times. And some I've written about on the blog, so many wonderful times with God. But But the overarching impact had on me, it came down to just this richness of those who had Jesus. It was just so impactful to see like the richness that they had because they had Jesus in spite of all external factors, in spite of everything that they were having to figure out and manage and walk through and handle and deal with and see and experience everything that they were living in and living with day in and day out, the richness that they had because they had Jesus. And it's because Jesus is enough. Jesus is enough. I want to leave you with this. What is motivating you? What is driving you to make your decisions? 
I shared earlier in our private Facebook community group, which if you're not in, please get in the Bold Insiders. Get into that free Facebook group. There's a link in the show notes. I shared a passage that I was studying on this past week, Jeremiah 17, 5 through 13. Go check that out. I don't have it here. This is just me sharing this. I don't have it here to read out to you, but I would encourage you to open up that Bible and get into it yourself. But Jeremiah 17, 5 through 13, go read that passage and see how dealing with emotions, dealing with our flesh, dealing with self-control impacts us. And then I'll ask you this final question for you to think about. How will your motives differ depending on where your hope lies? I want you to ponder on that. That's all I have for you guys today. If you're struggling with feeling in control of your emotions, please consider sending in an anonymous question for the show. There's a link in the show notes where you can submit anonymous questions. And every few episodes, we are doing a Dear Emily episode where we answer these questions that you guys send in anonymously. I would love to tackle some things that you might be dealing with and going through. Also, I currently have options for one-on-one coaching. You can simply just email me or message me over on Instagram. You can find the links to those contacts in the show notes as well. And if you haven't already, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. This really, truly helps the show get out there and be seen by more people and it's completely free to do so. So if you haven't already, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. It would mean so much to me. And until next time, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans 12 too. Bye for now, everyone. <laughs>